You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, welcome to another edition of the Evan Roberts Podcast. Two things we're going to cover today. The Saudi Arabian Blood Money WWE Show and AEW, its future, if we're buying it, where it's going to go, all of that. Joining me right now, uh, he's joined me many times on the Evan Roberts podcast, produces the Saturday show, big wrestling fan, and that's Loogie, Tommy Lugauer. Thank you, sir. You got it, Evan, anytime. Uh, let, let's start with this Saudi Arabian blood money show, because here, here's the problem. We're all a bunch of hypocrites. All right, we may not want to watch it. It may not feel like a real pay-per-view. It's on at a weird time, a Friday afternoon. But I think if you're a wrestling fan, you're going to watch it. You're going to check it out. Overall, what what the hell did you think of this? Uh, I think one word sums that show up, and it's embarrassing from, 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 fin- from top to bottom. I mean, the fact that they're over there is embarrassing. The fact that they flew out uh, Alexa Bliss and Natalia to not even work on the show, to not even be on the show is embarrassing. Uh, the main event was embarrassing on a million <laughs> levels. The booking on that show was a disgrace, a joke, embarrassing. Such a bad look for the company. And you're right now, you right now, I think you could argue that WWE creatively is the worst in its history. And that includes 1995. That includes, you know, the dark uh. ages there. It is so bad. It is bordering on Vince Russo, WCW bad. That these booking decisions and this show had a million of them, top to bottom. Well, okay, but here's the thing. All right, I don't want to sit here defending the WWE booking because it has been awful. But we've got to keep something very, very important in mind. All right, mm-hmm. you've got a three-hour Raw. Yeah, you've got a two-hour SmackDown. You've got a lot of pay-per-views, including these super shows that they put together twice a year. So when you look at 1995, which I thought that was a great year that you pulled out of your ass because that was a terrible year. The main event of SummerSlam was Diesel Mabel. That's yes. all you need to know. Yes, Diesel was going to be the tall Hulk Hogan. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know what Mabel was supposed to be. King I don't know. Kong Bundy, I think. I, I guess. But think about how little programming they had to create. They didn't I, have to I, do I, anything. Listen, yes, the uh, content, they're saturated. They're on too much. It's a network thing for sure. They're trying to fill content, fill content, fill content. I still don't think that's an excuse for the things that they go on on that show. The 50-50 booking, there's no continuity. They, nobody gets over. They, they just, oh, the scripted promos, all the things you keep hearing from guys that leave the company and the stuff they have to say, we can get into that a little bit later. Uh, all that kind of stuff. It doesn't make any excuse. Yeah, the show, three hours is a chore. I mean, let's be honest. If you're going to sit down and watch Raw every week, it is now a chore. But I do think if they booked the show better and they created better stars and they had better matches, I just think it would be a much more enjoyable product. So I understand that there's a lot of hours of TV and content they have to fill every week, but it's no excuse for all the things they've done over the last couple of years. Yeah, and to this Saudi Arabian thing, and you hit on the the biggest issue, which is the fact that they're taking money and they are letting the Saudi Arabian government, kind of like our government lets the Saudi Arabian government do whatever the hell they want. Yep. They're letting them dictate WWE programming. They are pushing the women. I mean, we had a main event of WrestleMania that was a women's match. You fly two women out there hoping it's going to pressure them into allowing them to wrestle, allow them to wrestle. Can't Vince McMahon in the WWE say, look, yeah, you're paying us a lot of money, but obviously you're paying us a lot of money for a reason. You want our programming. You want WWE in a stadium. Well, in return, we're going to have women's matches. Right. I, I would just think Vince would be able to, to put his foot down. And, and it's a bad look. I mean, it's just it's a horrible, horrible look. And the fact it leaked out that they sent Alexa and, and Natalia out there. Yep. And they couldn't even get in the ring. I mean, come on. Vince has to flex his muscle more than that. No doubt about it. And and I wonder and 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 
you got to wonder if there's a little bit of a, I would imagine I'd be stunned if Vince and the WWE aren't furious over that because it just makes the company look even worse. You fly these two ladies out there and they can't even work a match. It's just a really bad look for the company. How about Jinder Mahal during the show saying heads will roll in a promo? What tone deaf writer wrote that line? I mean, what are we doing? The show, the crowd sucks. Half the people there don't know the product. Anybody that's dumb enough to fly there is 18 miles from the ring. It's a dead crowd. Maybe, I don't know if we're going to get into match by match, but most of the matches fell flat. The only match that they cared even a little bit about was besides, you know, two matches. One was Undertaker and Goldberg. I'm sure we're going to talk about that a lot. But Randy Orton and Triple H, which I will say will go down as one of the most boring feuds in the history of wrestling. Every freaking match those two have are snooze fests. I mean, absolute boring, boring, boring. They just don't work well together. I've never liked any incarnation of their feuds. And I get that Saudi Arabia is like, you know, basically 30 years behind the times and they're maybe way more than that actually. But, but certainly with their wrestling, they are, and they like to see stars from the past and feuds from the past. And that's why this match is on that show. And once again, triple H gets, you know, four hours to do a wrestling well, match that, dude, dude, and everyone's you, basically asleep by the end. Of- you, you hit on that. So uh, we're not going to go match by match. There were 10 matches. I mean, right. there's only a handful that's worth talking uh-huh. about, yeah. but Clearly, when they do these Saudi Arabian pay-per-views, like you said, they need to go back into history. And that's what they need to give the Saudi Arabian crowd. The first show, they asked for Yokozuna. (laughs) I mean, come on. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. So Triple H, Randy Orton is easy because they're both there. I mean, Triple H is obviously running the show and Randy Orton is still somehow on the active roster. But you're, you're spot on. I mean... Triple H, Randy Orton was never good. It was always a terrible feud. Always. In fact, if you argue worst, most boring feud in WWE history. I would say it's those two. I think it's got to be that because I don't think they ever had a good match. And it all started horribly wrong. When they had Randy Orton win the world title at SummerSlam against Benoit. Against some guy we never heard of, right? Oh, right. Benoit. Oh, no, I'll mention Some guy name. we never mentioned, yeah. I yeah. mean, he's in history. Yeah. But immediately, uh-huh. they turned. Like, they couldn't even do a slow build. Immediately, Triple H turns on him, and then within a month, Triple H got the title back. They they killed any momentum Orton had with that. He killed any kind of momentum that Orton was going to come off off of that win with with, with what Triple H did there. And and I think that decision was a sign of that feud for the next million years, because... Even their WrestleMania 25 feud, terrible. Suck. The buildup was terrible. Didn't oh. like Orton try to break into his house? Oh no, Triple H tried to break in Orton's house or whatever yeah. the heck it was. It was so bad. Look, they both have a very slow, methodical style. And right now in in in, in wrestling, there are so many guys that work at such a fast paced, athletic pace. When you have these two guys out there, and ev- can we have? Could, could the match be 12 minutes? Can we have a Triple H match that's 12 minutes? Dude, I, I went through this about WrestleMania. Triple H, and I I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think it was nine out of the last 10 yeah. WrestleMania matches. The longest match involved Triple H. Yes, including this year mm-hmm. when he's taken on freaking Batista. Another boring match. Yeah. Yeah. So. So it, it it really is remarkable. And if you look at the length of these matches, not only was Triple H Randy Orton the longest match at 25 minutes, the the second longest match didn't even hit half of that. <laughs> like, think about that. The longest match, I have it in front of me, the longest match of the night was Triple H Randy Orton at 25 minutes and 45 seconds. The second longest match of the night, which we'd probably agree, hey, good decision, was Finn Balor. The Finn Balor Andrade yes. match in front of a better crowd. That match would have you would have thought better of that match. No doubt, the crowd, the crowd was not into it at all. The problem which is they weren't in the most. That match. was eleven and a half minutes. Yeah, so it was right. I, I, you know, I know Triple H puts a lot of people over, and he put Randy Orton over, and I thought it was a horrific. I, I couldn't care less, and I think that's the problem. Even if the match was better than I'm giving it credit for, yeah, I didn't care. And what was the buildup for it? I mean, the buildup literally was Triple H and Randy Orton cutting a promo of, "Yeah, it's been a while." Yeah, like basically joking around, like, well, we don't really have a backstory here, so we're just going to play some old tapes from, you know, 15 years ago. <laughs> I mean, it was, did. no, that's what it is. It's like, it, it, basically, they're booking two guys that that, that that crowd has heard of against each other. That's yeah. all it is. And again, those two guys just go out there and it's so slow and oh, boring horrible. and it never goes anywhere. I don't never need to see another Triple H Randy Orton match. I've been critical of those two and they're, 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 the few that those two have had over the years. And, and that was already a bad show. 
So maybe if it was like a really, really good show and that match was on there and it was a little shorter, I'd live with it, but it was already a bad show in my eyes and most people's eyes. Uh, well, so to put that on there just made it even worse. So the problem is you've got the Universal Championship and you have the WWE Championship and both matches were basically, hey, these are dark matches for when they fight on the next real pay-per-view. I mean, yeah. that's basically what it was. Not that anybody's taken Baron Corbin seriously as a Universal Championship contender. Yeah. And even Dolph Ziggler. I like Dolph Ziggler. But basically, the way they've run him the last four years is he disappears, comes back, gets a big title match, disappears, comes back, gets a big match. I mean, that's that's how he's been operating. Yeah, they haven't cared about Dolph Ziggler in forever. And we'll talk so about this a little we? bit when we get into AEW. But Dolph Ziggler is a perfect exa- example of a guy that needs to leave that company redefine himself and then come back you, because they have not cared about him in forever. And appa- listen, I don't know the guy, but he seems to be content to be in that company and just be a guy that well, never wins and never gets really pushed and is uh, maybe gets a title shot, but nobody takes him seriously. He's a, he's a really good wrestler, a good talker has a good look. I just don't understand why he just doesn't go, you know what? I'm done with this company. I'm going to leave. I'm going to go work somewhere else and then, you know, pick my stock up and then maybe I'll come back to WWE. Maybe I won't. Because it's not a bad deal. I mean, it's not a bad deal to get paid probably a handsome amount of money. Yeah, you're getting paid a lot of money, no doubt. You don't have to wrestle that often. No. And and you know what kind of frustrated me about this? I'm going to say something positive about the WWE. I I thought Dolph Ziggler's return and his promos, I thought they were really good. I thought they were very compelling. I thought the whole... It should have been me hmm. thing. Kind of reminded me of Owen Hart yeah. when he, you know, was jealous of his brother Brett. And Brett the yeah. promos reminded me of that, and I thought they were actually pretty good. The pro- the problem I couldn't get past, even though the WWE tries to get it past us, is the fact that he wasn't around. Like he's there's yeah. no reason for me to believe he can win the WWE championship. No, I mean, he just he just, he just took Brian's spot because he got hurt. That's really that's really all it is. And and you kind of touched upon it. I don't want to. Uh, lose my thought here, but the this is really a glorified house show. I mean, that's that's what these are. Yeah. I mean, these are glorified house shows. Nothing yeah. happens. That, that, that's all they are, and Please. and you're not going to get any news on them. That that's they are literally glorified you know what, house though? shows. I, I have no problem with a glorified house show. I, here's the line that they used over and over again that really pisses me off and offends me in a way. And they did it on the pre-show because I was actually I didn't watch the pre-show. What I did is mm-hmm. after I watched the pay-per-view. I think it was one night as I was going to sleep because usually I'll put some old WWE Network show on to put myself to sleep. I'm not (laughs) even kidding you. So I decided I'm going to put on the pre-show because I'm just curious, what the hell was the pre-show for this Saudi Arabian pay-per-view? And three times. What's the the woman's name? Carly Caruso? Cindy? Charlie Charlie Caruso. Charlie Caruso. She said twice, and I'm not blaming her. I, I know she's just being told to say this. Oh, yeah. This is as big, if not oh, bigger, they, than WrestleMania. They've been saying that for weeks, though. I know. Yeah, I know. I, but again, there is some the stuff that they say in that company that they are forced to say is oh. nauseating can't at you, times. Can't you envision some you know official in the Saudi Arabian government dictating that line to the WWE? I mean, it's possible. <laughs> I, I, I could see that too. But then they yeah. say stuff about uh, everything, though. They 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 the hyperbole. I mean, it's like you say this is as oh big, if God. not bigger. It's not. You can't just say something and expect us to believe it, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think that's because you just said, hey, it's a glorified house show. Hey, I have no problem with it being a glorified house show. Then don't take time out on Raw to give me forced promos building up a non-feud like Triple H, Randy Orton, or even Undertaker Goldberg, which we'll get to that match in a second. Uh-huh. It, it, then just call it what it was, which was, hey, this is a glorified house show. But instead, you, they try to build it up sort of like it's a big event, but not nearly WrestleMania. I mean, WrestleMania is WrestleMania. Okay, you can't just say something is WrestleMania and act like it's that. I mean, it's just so forced whenever they say that. The problem with Vince and the problem with the WWE is a problem that we see here in New York with a lot of the owners of our sports teams. They think their fans are idiots, and they try <laughs> to basically pull fast ones on them all the time when it's like, we don't buy into any of this crap. I mean, like, honestly, Vince, I mean, like, what do you, what do you, the fans know this is nothing more than a money grab. That's all this is. The shows suck. They shouldn't be over there. It's ridiculous. It's it's totally against everything they've been doing, pushing the women, all this stuff. They shouldn't be doing business with them. They got a billion dollar whatever contract from Fox. They don't need to be, they don't, do they need this money? It's just, it, it, it just leaves a really bad taste in my mouth. It's just brutal. I mean, they, just, they, they should not be there. 
They shouldn't be. I mean, look, I agree with you. It's just that it's always tough to say, do you need the money? They're a company. I mean, they have a yeah. chance to make $40 no, I, million. Dollars. And They're I get that. But, and, I, and I guess when it comes to business, you take morals out of it. I guess I guess so. Because I, it's just like, I mean, they can't go somewhere else for money. I mean, they can't they can't find a better. <laughs> I mean, on. Well, they, they went to Australia last yeah, year. I mean, they, they did. They went to Melbourne. They yeah. called this Super Showdown, which was the same name of what they called the uh, Australian pay-per-view. I don't know what the deal is with the names, too, because... The, the greatest Royal Rumble was an offensive name too. You're yeah. not the greatest Royal Rumble, okay? Right. You're you're just some weird. The Royal largest Rumble. Royal Rumble, the most guys in it. Yeah, yeah. well, big doesn't make it better as we saw with the 40 man Royal Rumble uh, they had no. five six years ago. Yeah, or the 50 one they just had on this show. Yeah, or the 50 man battle uh, royal, and that was a mess. And a of mess. course, they give it to. Am I supposed to know who Mansoor is? Nobody does, and I watch NXT. Oh, okay. I mean, listen, on. <laughs> I, I'm going to somehow defend that. It actually got the crowd invested. And Come sometimes on. I think you can do um, angles and stuff for the hometown crowd. How many times do they beat the person in their home crowd, in their hometown? No, they do no, that all I, the time, which is stupid. So from that standpoint, I didn't mind it. But I, I thought that Battle Royal had some questionable things. But if they're going to give that guy the win, here's the problem with that. What? The win will mean nothing. Of You'll never not. hear about it. Nobody, it won't go anywhere. It's not like they're going to give this guy a push. It, it, so it's one of those things where he's in NXT anyway. It but was, it it's was just a, a one cheap, night to get a reaction. It was a cheap pop. I yeah. mean, it's basically what they did on the pre-show at WrestleMania this year. They had all of the local guys or, or women, Jersey and New York-based wrestlers, win in the pre-show at WrestleMania this year. I mean, yeah, uh, they did the exact same exactly. thing. Exactly. And that battle royal was just a way to embarrass people that they're that that are they're either mad at or leaving, like Gallows and Anderson or EC3. They get thrown out in about 15 seconds. Chad Gable. You could kind of see the guys that they don't like. And then the guys at the end, they they kind of like, and then they made it to the final that 10 or 15 battle, people. Battle royals suck. Why I'm is Sinkara in the final 10? I mean, I'm not trying to nitpick a battle royal here, but I mean, like, are you kidding no, me? I get that. The battle royal, and I know it was a big popular thing in the 80s where Andre yeah. the Giant would always win. Battle royals suck. They're just, they're not good. You start off with too many guys in the ring. Basically, they're just standing there. Mm -hmm. A few guys are throwing some guys out. The Royal Rumble is the Royal Rumble. A battle royal sucks. It's just, it's never any good. And they should never have them again. That's one of those old wrestling things that we shouldn't see again. I'm I, sorry. I will say it, and we're, and we're going to talk about them in a little bit, but when, uh, well, they weren't AEW at the time, but when they did the all-in show, the battle royal on that show was incredible. And now battle royals have low standards, but they actually did a really good battle royal because they allowed everybody in the match to shine. It was actually really, really, really good match. I, I highly recommend uh, anybody out there with YouTube or whatever to, to, to check that out. But I agree with you, though, especially WWE. The, the, the battle royals are just a waste. It's a good way for a guy to get hurt. It never matters, and, and nobody gets a, any any rub off of it. So, yeah, if they, if they had never had another battle royal on WWE again, nobody would miss it. I, I like the fact that Lesnar still has the Money in the Bank briefcase. <laughs> yeah, but they've, they've promised this now four times. Well, that was Ev. the mistake. But that's, but that's bad, though. When you well, start doing stuff like that, like you're just basically telling your audience, like you're just being dishonest to your audience. Well, yes. No, I'm not defending that. I mean, the fact that, you know, they did the whole gimmick with Stephanie recording a video saying, you know, yeah. or I don't know what the hell she said. I completely forgot by now. And then Heyman saying we're going to cash in tonight and Lesnar saying, no, we're going to do it in Saudi Arabia. Look, all mm -hmm. that was a mess. But it's brilliant to have him hold that briefcase and now go away. And right. we're always now for the next how many months going to think in the back of our mind is this the night Brock Lesnar cashes in? And I think that's the way you got to have it. Is the, the, the money in the bank cash in it has become predictable. It's become boring, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. I think there is some kind of coolness to having Lesnar have it for the next few months. I've warmed up to it because at first I don't think I loved it when Brock Lesnar won the money in the bank. I'm not going to defend what they did right. with overselling it. But he couldn't cash in. First of all, you can't put any belt on Brock Lesnar right now. We're not ready. Maybe in December we'll be ready. I don't know. I mean, maybe yeah. we will be. I have no idea. There's no shot he's having it till December. I, I you think I he's going to cash in? Yeah, I think he'll cash it in. How I do you think I, he cashes I just don't in? Think, I don't know. I, I mean, I really honestly have no know? idea. No, no, no way. <laughs> no, no, no chance do they know. No, no way do they know. There's no shot.
Yeah, no, you're um, probably. I just, you know what? If you want to have this sort of, all right, we don't know when he's going to cash in, that's fine. When you continue to promise your audience something only so because you want to get eyeballs on your product, I think that's a bad move. I think you're actually going to, it's going to be the opposite. People are going to be driven away when you do that stuff. They're not going to be driven to the television. All right. Long term. Let's get to the main event, Undertaker okay. Bill Goldberg. <laughs> okay. when, they, when they first announced it, it was just, why was my reaction? Why? Uh-huh. I mean... It's too late. You know, Bill Goldberg was very popular in the late 90s. Uh-huh. We know how the one year in the WWE went. They made right for that. I thought the run he had a few years ago was pretty good. They did it well. They, they actually did it very well because the match against Lesnar at Survivor Series had the wow factor. He was decent in the Royal Rumble. They gave him the Universal title, which I thought actually enhanced the title that you had this big name, Bill Goldberg, hold it. And I thought the WrestleMania match was really good. I agree. So I, I thought it was so well done what they did with Bill Goldberg. But that needed to be it. Okay, I know there's a lot of dream matches that they want to hit on, but that needed to be it. And same thing for The Undertaker. I think The Undertaker should have retired five years ago. Oh, yeah. So when they announced this match, it, I mean, I kind of knew what was going to happen, which is it wasn't going to be great, and The Undertaker was going to win. Those uh-huh. are the two things I knew. Yep. But my first reaction, Lugie, was do we need this right now? Well, I think that it goes back to what we talked about early in the podcast and that it's that audience wants to see that kind of match. We saw it with Kane, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Triple H. Triple H got hurt. Shawn looked the best out of the four, but it wasn't vintage Shawn Michaels. Uh, Undertaker, as we said, has not looked good in years. I just wish he would hang it up. Um, Kane is okay. I mean, but they want to see these kind of matches because they're stuck in that attitude era. That's that's the wrestling they see. Those are the stars they want. So as long as they're doing business with Saudi Arabia, we are going to see main events with guys in their 50s that, quite frankly, one of these guys is going to get seriously hurt. I mean, that you well, could we, have had a bad situation we, there. We almost saw that with Sting. Remember when Sting yes, fought Seth, with Seth Rollins? Yeah, and he took the buckle bomb in the corner. Yeah, so he collapsed. every time we've seen this, right. we've seen some kind of serious injury yes. to varying degrees. And that's with the younger guy like Seth, who you feel like maybe could take care of him. You had two, let's be honest, this was irresponsible. You had two guys in their 50s, I want to say, working out there. Goldberg knocked himself out. It was 105 degrees out there. Whose idea was it to have this match go 10, 11? Wow. That match should have been four, five, six minutes and, and good night. And I think we would have had a different opinion on this. They, they had to, you're, you're 100% right, because if you break this part, this match apart, I thought the first three minutes was well done. Yes, really I agree did. with you. I agree with you. First of all, this is all about the intros, all right, especially for these two guys. It's yes. about the Undertaker coming out with the gong and yep. the, the lighting, Goldberg, you know, banging his head against the locker, coming out, the music, and then you've got to give us just a lot of quick, because I thought that's what they did for Lesnar-Goldberg. It was a lot of quick action. It was yep. brutal. It's like six, eight minutes, that yeah. media match, yeah. And, and I think this match should have been shorter. When Goldberg did the spear, I thought what they needed to do was have him get the jackhammer in early, because as we saw later... He couldn't pull it off. He couldn't pull it, and he dropped Undertaker right on his head. There was I at know. least two or three spots, and there was a four or five cringeworthy spots, and a couple times, guys, Undertaker, uh, you know, Tombstone Goldberg on his head. Goldberg spiked Undertaker. They tried to do the reverse uh, Tombstone. That didn't look good. He could barely get up on the choke slam. Undertaker's face at the end said it all. I mean, Goldberg, he said it after the match. He got knocked out. No, in the he court. knows. And listen, it's sacrilegious in wrestling, and I get it. I've never wrestled, but I mean... At some point here, when guys like that, especially in their advanced age, but anybody, and they get an injury like that, especially in the head, they have. I know it's the main event. They have to strongly consider stopping the match. I'm sorry. They have to st- strongly. Somebody could get seriously hurt. I mean, well, how about I know this? that's like kind of like whatever in wrestling you continue, but at what cost? Yeah, but uh, think about when Austin broke his neck, basically. In the right, ring. with Owen. They yeah. ended it immediately with Austin doing yeah. the ugliest the roll up. The worst roll up in, in history. Yes. Right, but they ended it. Yes. So when Goldberg busts his head open, why can't they just go right to the tombstone and end it? Correct. So have him take one last move. Undertaker will take care of him and end the match right there. I mean, I don't think you have to literally call for the bell and say it's over, but I think you definitely can call an audible. If, if you if you don't want to just end the match, like you said, put the X up, but you have to call an audible and get these guys out of the ring before, because the they, moves they were doing after that, oh, I, both awful. guys could have broke their necks. They're yeah. in the 50s. They, I mean, what are we doing? They could have killed each other. Right. And it was it was horrible to watch. Wrestlers I mean, have died in the ring. This is not a joke. Yeah, I mean, like, no this kidding. is like, this is serious stuff. So, I mean, like, I just think it's irresponsible to have these guys out there, and if one of the guys gets hurt, I mean, you just have to step in. I'm sorry. Well, I know that's they, not the wrestling way, but it should be. All they had to do is book this match this way. I'll tell yeah. you, the, the entire match, 
Goldberg spear, Goldberg spear, does the jackhammer. Taker kicks out. Goldberg is stunned. Taker chokeslam, tombstone. Goldberg kicks out. Another tombstone match yeah. ends. Yeah, go, uh, Taker does the slow threat like Goldberg did. That's right. a match that's just about the, the dog and pony showing the big moves. That's I it. mean, to have those guys trying out there work a match, especially with one of them hurt, again, goes back to whoever booked the match and whoever decided it should be yeah. that length. And then whoever didn't, either whether it was up to one of them or from the back to call an audible and get those guys out of the ring because it's at the point now where... It's just Undertaker is just it's just tough watching these matches. I, I think know. back to Roman Reigns and on. It's just tough to and he's in better shape now. But it's just it's it, it's it's heartbreaking because you watch these guys your whole life and you just see him in the ring and you're like, dude, it's 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 over. I mean, I'm sorry, it is. So I mean, he just he they 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 don't have it anymore. Was this Bill Goldberg's last match? I, oh, and I'm glad you brought that up. I don't understand having the Undertaker win. I understand Undertaker has big matches like that. I think, why not have Goldberg go out there, spear, spear, jackhammer, beat Undertaker in three or four minutes. Maybe you could get something out of Goldberg. Now you say, well, Tom, what, he looked like whatever, whatever. If booked properly, you maybe you have some mileage with Goldberg. I don't know if you have any more mileage with the Undertaker. Maybe you got something with Goldberg. His promo on SmackDown was amazing. I thought the last run he just had was really good. Why not try to build something with Goldberg here, make a beat the Undertaker quickly on a show, and maybe you can get a little run out of the guy. Yeah, I don't know what? if there's anything left in the tank of Undertaker. I don't think maybe there any... is a little bit in Goldberg. Bro, there's nothing left for either guy. It's over. I mean, I don't think that either guy, obviously, if they want to and they want their payday, they can do it. Oh, yeah. But it's for sure. over. I thought they gave Goldberg the perfect ending to his career. They, yeah. they really did. And for Undertaker, I thought it was over when Roman Reigns beat him. I didn't think he needed to come out of retirement a bunch of times since then. I don't I, I don't think there's any way The Undertaker ends his career with that match. So we, I am confident he'll have at least one more match. I think Goldberg's done. You never say never, but the pro, one of the biggest problems with wrestling is guys just never, ever know when to quit. And look, it's, it's, it's easy to say, you know what I mean? It's their lives, it's their passion. I get that, but you give credit to a guy like a Stone Cold Steve Austin who said, you know what? I'm done, and we haven't seen him. And we haven't, and I'm and sure you that... The, and, you, and, and Sean held out for a long, long time, and he came back, and I bet he probably wishes he didn't because oh, that no, match was not that. great. Uh, he doesn't look good. You know what I mean? There was and, no and, point and, and in people get old. There was no. It wasn't the Shawn Michaels... If I'm not seeing Shawn Michaels, I don't want to see it. I'm sure I'm guarantee he feels the same way. I understand it's 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 ins- it's crazy money. Like I'm not saying I obviously. I mean, if somebody's gonna offer me a million whatever to wrestle, I mean, I'm probably gonna do it. But I mean, it's just it's so tough, and that's why this whole thing just leaves a terrible taste in my mouth because it's blood money. It, it's just a bad look. They're paying these guys a ton of money. They can't say no. They're out there. They're getting hurt. It's just an overall bad, miserable awful, irresponsible look on WWE's part. And The Undertaker, if he's going to end his career, I thought it was perfect the way it was going to end at WrestleMania With against Reigns. Roman Reigns. Yep, where he puts the hat in the middle of right. the ring and rides I off mean, to the sunset. It was sunset. so perfect. Yep. Now he's wrestled how many matches since then? And, and they've all been bad. And, and that Reigns one was sloppy, too, and I was like, it was cringeworthy. Oh, was it ter- oh, it was the terrible. Reigns match was terrible, yeah. too. They just gave you the perfect ending exactly. to it. And, and, and sometimes that's all you need. I mean, sometimes that's what wrestling is. Like, we remember the moments. We don't I'm, think of matches. We go, remember that moment? Right. And, and sometimes Sometimes that's all it needs. That's all that matters. That's it. The entrance, the put the hat down, the goodbye. If the match was a slap fest for 10 minutes, nobody nobody remembers that. They re- What they remember is that moment at the end and him getting a send-off. I'm going to tell you all of my questions about AEW. Okay. And you can either answer them or say... You're right. That's a fair. That's well, a fair concern. Well, I have one quick question for you. Did Go you ahead. watch Double or Nothing? Did I pay fifty dollars? No. For have you? Double or nothing? Did you find a way to see it? Let's put it that. Way. I have gone on YouTube okay. and I have watched many clips from the pay per view. Clips. So, have did you see any match start to I finish? I saw a big bulk of the Cody Dustin match. Okay. All right. I'm just I curious. definitely did, and I right. saw Dean Ambrose, John Moxley come out. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, but okay. Let's start there. Got I mean, it. let's start with problem number one. All righty. I am so excited about there being a new federation. I really am. As all wrestling fans should be. Okay. Now, I'm not an NXT guy. I get a lot of crap from you. I get a lot of (laughs) crap from many people that, why don't you watch NXT? And I always say, well, there's a lot of time. You know, there's a lot of wrestling. There's not a lot of time in the day. And I also look at it as a minor league. And you can tell me how great everything is, but... Guys end up getting called up. Gals ended up getting called up, and they usually go nowhere. So you can't argue with me that it's a minor league based on that. AW is a major league. 
AEW has a chance to compete with the WWE, and I love that. I watched TNA for a while. Mm -hmm. I obviously watched WCW back in the day, so I want to make that clear. I am all in on there being, no pun intended. No pun intended. I am all in on there being competition, but problem number one, I spend $9.99 a month. I haven't ordered a real WWE pay-per-view in Mm -hmm. years. It's very difficult, and it's not that I can't afford it. It has nothing to do with that. Uh-huh. It has to do with I am now conditioned to not pay for pay-per-views. Right. Don't they have to try something different to get most people to, to purchase whatever they want to do? I will say this. How much money was the Pacquiao-Conor uh, McGregor match? This huh? is in Pacquiao, I'm just Connor. saying, though, when you have a product that people want to see. Mayweather. Yeah, what did I say? <laughs> Manny Pacquiao. Oh, Pacquiao. Well, Pacquiao-Mayweather, too. That, so, too. It, sure. So either one of those. It was like a hundred bucks. People, a gajillion people paid for it. This isn't that though. You know that. I I understand that. But if you have a product and people want to see it, they'll pay for it. They'll pay 10 bucks. They'll pay 20 bucks. They'll pay 40 bucks. They'll pay 60 bucks. They'll pay 80 bucks. If you want to see something, you pay for it. I'm like, ah, you know, this movie's, movies are expensive now. They're they're more money, but people pay for it. See, I disagree. But what are you trying to say? Like lower the prices? I I would not do that. You're missing the point because I'm saying that you're competing with the WWE. The WWE is giving you something of more value. Uh, but I wouldn't compete. But I would not compete. But I, to me, the competition is not about. It's uh, wrestling. Of it course is, it's but competition. It's, but it's about. It, it is. But I'm saying it's more about. I think you're going to see more of the competition in viewership and in money. And right now, if WWE wants to give their product up for 10 bucks a month, let them do that. I would set my pay-per-views at 40, 50, 60 bucks, oh, whatever. No. I'd build my audience up and then I would try to cash well, in. You've seen it. WWE did that. They they raised their pay-per-view money up I, when I they start, when they and when they were losing the war. When, when they get to that point, they may be able to do that. But right now, see, here's the thing. I'm I'm learning about AEW based on Twitter based on their YouTube videos, based on word of mouth, Mm -hmm. and they're selling pay-per-views. I know they're doing well. I'm not trying to diminish what they're doing, and I think it really helps that they have guys that the average wrestling fan can be familiar with because a lot of these guys who are independent wrestlers or from Japan, I'm not familiar with. You know, a lot of casual wrestling fans aren't, but we certainly know who Chris Jericho is. Mm -hmm. We certainly know who John Moxley, Dean Ambrose is. We even know who Cody Rhodes is. That's a big help. And I think that is a huge help. So anytime they can get names that we're familiar with, like the biggest thing they could do, and I know they're trying to do it, is to get CM Punk. That is, that yeah, no, they're be, definitely trying to do that, yeah. That would be monumental. Huge. That'd be that's huge. the one, That's a game-changer name to bring in. No yes. way. Even if it's not on a full-time basis, just to game get changer. him out there. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I, I thought that from what I watched on the pay-per-view, it looked really good. It was, mm-hmm. it was very entertaining. And they're saying all the right things. I mean, they are saying all the right things about what their product is going to be. With that said, I got to see it every week. Yep. It's very easy to run a pay-per-view every few months to talk about how different you're going to be. But when you're out there, whether it's an hour every week or two hours every week, now you got to keep us glued. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying they can't do it. I'm just skeptical because... They haven't been challenged yet, and that's what I'm really fascinated to see. Can they keep our eyeballs interested, you know, an hour a week or two hours a week? Uh, I think that for right now, all the steps that they've taken up to this point, it's been a success. Okay, they started their own YouTube channel, Being Elite, which I'm a huge fan of. I would, for anybody that loves wrestling, I would highly recommend it. It's fantastic. It's going to take up 15 minutes of your week. They put it out every Monday. It's it's a must watch, especially if you want to get familiar with the characters that are going to be coming up uh, in the fall on TNT. That's number one. They got their T-shirts into Hot Topic, Bullet Club, Young Bucks, all those guys. Uh, never been done before. Huge. They go in and they sell 10,000, whatever, 11,000 seats for all in. No independent show has ever done that. No show since, no company since WCW ever did that. That was four or five guys, word of mouth off a YouTube show. Yeah, they worked in Ring of Honor. Yeah, they had some names. They had New Japan. But I mean, that was unprecedented. Then they come out and they sold out in like, what, 10, 30 minutes. Then they come out for all out. They sell out in five minutes. They had about 30, 40,000 requests that couldn't even be met in the queue. So maybe if they had a 40,000 seat arena, maybe they could have sold that out. We don't know. They have a, they've hit on, they got a freaking TV deal on TNT. No, it's amazing. Without, with nothing. I mean, this, what they have done what those guys have done specifically Omega bucks and Cody Rhodes is unprecedented in the wrestling business. And right now what you have is you have a company in the WWE that is being ran by a man that is old. And in AEW, you have a brain trust of people in their 30s, which is a 
big deal because they can now say, because what are every company, they always want to mark, what do we want? 15 to 35, eight, whatever the heck it is. Right, they want to get younger. So what, how do you get younger? You have a younger brain, brain trust that thinks like younger people, and you can then get that younger audience that's going to be willing to spend their meanwhile, money, their parents' money, whatever. Meanwhile, can I, can I call yeah. out the hypocrisy just a little bit? Sure. All that's true. Who's their first champion going to be? But it's the right move, though. It's going to be Jericho. I'm not but it's the it's right the wrong move. move. It's I'm the not, right move because I, you know what? When, when when you who do you who do you want Charles Barkley and Kenny Smith talking to? Jericho. That's the guy. No, no. When he's on inside the NBA, dude, you I need could, a guy like Jericho and, as your face, your company, and, I and the heel you, you chase the belt. And I said to you before, you've got to give me a name I'm familiar with. I know Chris Jericho is. Yes. So. I completely agree with that I'm just calling that out that their first champion is going to be how old? How old is Chris Jericho? Uh, he's like 50, uh, 50 maybe, something <laughs> like that. I forgot what it was. <laughs> like around 50, yeah. That's all you need to know. Right. I get that, but I still think Jericho, who deserves a ton of credit for what he's done over the last, for his whole career, but he's sort of, you know, uh, you know how many times he's reinvented himself here? I mean, he he's just fought, he's he just fought Okada over the weekend for the New Japan title. I mean, uh, see that part's going to get confusing. So, yeah. well, are they going to uh, mix all these belts together and all these different federations? They are currently it, it's it. tricky because they are currently working with AAA. They have a partnership with them. Uh, I know deep down they want to have a partnership with uh, New Japan. Obviously, uh, that's going to be tricky because they have a partnership with Ring of Honor. Uh, New Japan also has a relationship with CMLL, which is a competitor of AAA. And, and you know this, and we know this working in radio. There's a lot of politics. There's a lot of that kind of stuff that goes on. So it'll be very interesting to see. But guys like Moxley and, and Kenny and, and Jericho, they have in their contracts that they could work for New Japan. Right. Now, when they go weekly every, every week on That's TNT, I don't know if they're going to be able to work as much in Japan. Certainly not. But now the next three or four months, you'll see like John Moxley is going to be in the G1, which is a tournament that that's in New Japan pro wrestling. Jericho is going to work there a lot. Omega is going to go over there. But when they start week in, week out, it's going to be tough because you don't want these guys going out and uh, getting hurt. Now, if you have a if no. you're partners with them, then it's great because we give you a couple guys you used to see in the territories all the time. You give us some guys. It yeah, will help both is, companies, but there's a lot of politics, a lot this, of red tape. This is different than the territory days. If you're going to have a TV deal and I'm going to be watching storylines on a week yes. basis, you got to protect those guys. Uh -huh. You know, you can't have them suffering an injury in Japan in a match that I'm not familiar with or I really don't care that much about. Can I criticize them for one thing? Absolutely. And I want to see if you sure. defend this. Yeah. Don't go after the WWE on your pay-per-view. It's stupid. The, the Rhodes thing with, with Triple H. I thought it was so dumb. What is the point of that? I, I don't, I, it, it's tough to say because we've seen this before. We've seen the, you know, that's going to put some butts in the seats. We've seen some things that's that are putting any butts no, in but, the no, seats. No, but no, no, the, the Foley thing with Shivani. You know, Mick Foley's going to win their world oh, title. Oh, you that mean really that? Put, yeah. No, no, here's what the comparison is. No, no, but I'm saying anytime, I, I, what I think you're saying is anytime you bring up the other company, you're sort of drawing attention to well, the other company. you're right. If you but go WWE back, mentioned AEW on Monday well, with that, that Sami Zayn. That was so. incredibly stupid. Right. That's beyond stupid. But it's not that it's, we all know if you're watching AEW, you know what WWE is. All right. So it's not like you're bringing us attention to something we didn't know about. That's the problem on the other end. If you're uh -huh. WWE, why would you bring up AEW? I, I bet you there's a big part of that audience that has no idea what it is. No idea. But I think of TNA, and that's really what I should look at, and we should all look at more so than WCW, because TNA tried to compete with WWE. And remember, they went straight up against them on Monday nights, which was a huge, huge mistake. But remember VKM? Yes, remember, the Voodoo Mafia. Yeah. They, oh my, it was obnoxious. They had Road Dog and Billy Gunn, obviously, they had to change yeah. their names. What was it? Kip James and Kip uh, James, yeah. BJ. Brian James, yeah. <laughs> right, the yeah. James Gang. Yeah, James Gang. Which yeah. is another problem, too, yeah. when you lose the names that we're familiar with. I think they're going to get away with it with Moxley. I don't think it's a big deal. I'm already used to the fact that yeah, he's Yeah, and he had Moxley. that name before he went to WWE. So they're all, you got to understand, and, and right now, their core audience is, is your hardcore fans that are to aware attract. of that name. I, I oh, get that, but they have to attract WWE 1, fans. 1,000%. Right now, they have a very hardcore... It's, it's, it's a decent-sized audience, but it's very hardcore. What they need to do is they need to get the laps fan that stopped watching right. when the Monday Night War stopped. Absolutely. Because there was... Every you'd walk in the school and everybody would be wearing a stone cold shirt. Yeah. Now it's like we got a group here and like everyone makes fun of us and it's like, well, how do you watch that stuff? And it's fake and, fighting, and whatever. And that's why I think that it just 
Don't make the same mistake that TNA made by. Going I didn't think it was a big WWE. thing, but I I respect your opinion on that, and I know uh, Monzo said that to me as well. I get that. I totally respect it. I'm not going to defend what he did, but I'm not going to sit there and say that it's a big deal. Like I'm kind of in I the middle on it. I, I don't think it's like. I, now and like I said, uh, that being a lead show, they take pot shots at the at the WWE. I don't have a necessarily a huge problem with it, or or or, uh, or I'm a, in favor of it. I, I just find it if it's funny, it's funny. If it's not, if it's poignant, I think it's poignant. But I, I don't think ultimately uh, it's going to be detrimental. It certainly hasn't been detrimental it's, no, to it's this not, point. It's not detrimental yet, but I think when they go on TV, they cannot obsess over WWE. Yeah. They just can't. It's not a good look. No one wants the little guy to obsess over the big guy because I think it turns a lot of people off. Yeah, I ultimately don't think they will. I know it's tough after that thing, but I ultimately don't think they're going to go in that direction. I think they have a clear-cut plan on what they want to do. Um, I think when you look at what WCW and why WCW was uh, able to have so much success, obviously a huge part of that was the NWO. I mean, no doubt about it. The greatest storyline in probably yeah. wrestling history. Oh yeah. Uh, but that and Goldberg, Those that are and Goldberg. Things, yeah. But what made WCW successful is Eric Bischoff said, what is, does WWE do? Okay. We're going to do everything the other way. They went opposite. They, and that was the key. Now they had a, they had an audience too. They had the NWA audience and there was a war going on there forever with WWF and NWA. But so they already had those fans, but they were able to draw fans from the WWE because they were like, Whoa, what's going on there? And they were able to pull a few stars and um, they pulled a lot that they probably shouldn't have, but they pulled some key stars over. They had a great storyline. They had, they were a smorgasbord that show. It had everything you wanted as a wrestling fan and they were live. They were cutting edge. They were Biggest thing in wrestling is the cool factor. If you have that cool factor, man, well, wow. that's what. So the things they've got to hit on that the WWE doesn't do anymore is first of all they got to go to the blood, which I already know they've done. They've already clearly, done that, yeah, clearly by that yeah. Dustin Rhodes, yes, Cody match, so, and they don't want to go too much with that. But no, I think no, at the no, right time, gotta, it's, it enhances the match, and it yeah, certainly did in that one. It definitely enhances a yes. match, and WWE has gone away from Correct. it unless it happens by accident because Bill Goldberg bangs his head into the turnbuckle. Yep. Uh, so you got to go to the blood. You got to go to the edgy factor that you talked about because they've gotten too far away from. I don't want to say they need to be attitude era. No, but they don't. Because I think that's Nor should too they far. Be. Yeah, no, it's too I, far. I think it's too far. But I think there needs to be a little bit of an edge. And I know they're yes. already going to do this. They're going to try to make it more sports like. Yeah, which, they've already talked about wins and losses mattering, having statistics. I mean, Tony Khan obviously with the Jaguars. I don't know if and, stats are going to work though. That's a little uh, too much. It'll that be interesting. Be I think they want to bring a lot of the stuff that's worked with UFC uh, post post press conferences. Uh, like I said, yeah. wins and losses, stats, things like that. I'll say this. I, I, when I first heard it, I was like, eh, for wrestling, I don't know. Give it a chance. We'll see how it goes. Hey, I'm I mean, give it all a chance. I, I think like, it's going to be interesting. To me, another thing, WWE, the 50-50 booking, wins and losses mean absolutely nothing. I think that's so important because what I, one of the things I hate that when they say about wrestling fans is wrestling fans have no memory. They don't remember anything, which is total BS. We certainly do. We wins and all. losses absolutely matter, and they haven't mattered in WWE forever. Nobody gets over. You never make any stars. Wins and losses have to matter, so that's another thing they're going to do. Uh, I think they're also going to bring uh, fast pace, different types of styles. You already seen that a little bit here. I think they're going to try to bring in all different elements from across the world. They're going to try to bring in those fans with, ooh, what's that? That's that's cool. This is, is and, and I think that's what we're going to go with. I would say this. I, and I, it's, it's not like I, I'm not, a, I'm a, I've been a fan of WWE for my whole life. I love NXT. I, 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 I like certain things now with the current product and there's things I hate. I certainly uh, really like the guys from AEW and I'm certainly rooting for them and I want wrestling to be healthy and I, this is so fun and exciting. I, at 1,000% from what I've seen on their YouTube show, on the show, the show, the few shows, they've only been two that they've put on, I trust these guys. I trust them creatively. I trust them to make the right decisions. They have a lot of money backing them. They have smart people backing them. They have good wrestlers. They are on TNT now. I trust them to make the right decisions. This is not TNA. This is not TNA. No, so if we'll anybody see. thinks it's going to be TNA, it's not going to be we'll TNA. See. Just, I am fully much, expect them to be successful because they've been successful so far. Well, they've been successful with what? With a couple they of They got a TV views. deal on TNT. Well, that's, yeah, but that in does, prime time. No, but that's a big deal. That, of course it's a big deal, but it isn't because they were writing great TV for the last five years. No, no. They have to do it. I, I agree with you, but I... And maybe I, they will, but they haven't done anything yet. But I'm, They've but, done a couple of decent pay-per-views that I think a lot of people love because it's not WWE. That's not going to roll now. 
You know what I mean? Well, like, for part of that will roll because good. if it's not WWE and people like it, that is kind of because no, 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 it's different. No, no, no. But I, but I don't I think mean. that's what the I only reason is, why people like it. What, I'm not saying it's the only reason. I'm saying that I think at first a part of it is people just excited over the fact it's not WWE. They're trying to compete with WWE. It's different. That's not Now it's got to be compelling. Right? You trust they're going to be compelling. Hey, that's fine. Let's go see them do it. Because it's much easier to talk a big game than actually go out and perform a big game. They have to produce TV that's compelling week in and week out. Okay, so then if we're going to say AEW is the for only, they've only produced one thing, we're going to say they only produce one. If we want to erase all the history and, that, and I have no all problem the with that. Of what? Well, I'm just saying, if you want to, t- I'm t- like being the elite is a very good show. I'm telling you. I, 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 I'm telling you, if you watch this, you go, this, this is really good. Um, AEW, they're one for one. I'm sorry, that was a great show. So okay. they're they're already one for one, and that. that's fine. They're hit, they're 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 hitting a thousand already. So they're they're one for one. I thought you had, you had the emotional match with Cody and Dustin. I mean, WWE hasn't produced anything like that since what Sean and and, and Flair. Uh, that that match was incredible. The tag team match against uh, with the Lucha Bros and and uh, the Young Bucks was amazing. You had a great main event. You had the cool surprise at the end. It was it was it was a really 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 good show. I think they knocked it out of the park. They're one for one. I understand the skepticism. We'll see. They got a couple of smaller shows here in the summer uh, that are not going to generate a ton of buzz. They're small shows, six, 7,000 arenas. I don't even think they're going to be a pay-per-view. I think they're going to be like Bleacher Report Live yeah, or whatever. Which is good. ITV. So, so it's it, free. People, more people will exactly. watch it. Exactly. And then they're going to have their big show uh, all out in Chicago, and that'll kind of bleed right into their we'll into their CM next show. Will CM Punk be at all out in Chicago? I mean, that, you, would li- you would like to think that he would love to stick it to Vince. You would... You would think he would want nothing more than to just shove it right up WWE's butt. You would oh, think. It'd be big. It you would, would be think. Huge. And, I, and like I said, he is an absolute game changer. The, the thing I I've don't been, know, though. The he beats him been, his own drum, man. I don't know. I've been watching a lot of, I told you, I watch old WWE to go to bed. I was watching a lot of Summer <laughs> of Punk. You should watch current WWE to go to bed, but yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Yeah, no, I know. I was watching a lot of Summer of Punk leading yeah. into his oh, yeah. long title run. Of course. He was great. Oh, great. He really was. I liked him at the time, but I think I'm having more of an appreciation and, for him. Now. And I think wrestling fans feel like they were robbed of him. Like they still like they they yearn for him. I mean, you hear his name chanted all I the time. Know, it's remarkable. And to come back in Chicago, obviously blow the roof off. But he would mean so much you, for that. Can company. I tell you something very yes. underratedly awesome about this too? Yeah, very underrated, but it's true. And maybe he did this on purpose. Maybe it's such foresight back in the summer of punk. Yeah, they can use his theme song. It's a oh, real yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. It's not yeah. cult of personality. It's yeah. not a WWE produced song because one of the things yeah, he's got to pay the copyrights. Yeah. yeah, well, whatever that is. One thing I always think that TNA had problems with, or WCW when they would steal WWF talent, WWE talent, is they had to create a new song and they tried to make it <laughs> similar for the old song. Yeah, right. WCW had some brutal themes. God, oh, it was awful, really bad. But like Jock you, Jam's uh, CD. If, oh, you're, if was, you're young enough to remember that, it was the worst. Those. And yeah. so, and sometimes that kind of ruined the moment. You know, Bret Hart coming out for the first time <laughs> yeah. to some fake yeah. Bret Hart song. Yep. If they pay the copyright, it can't be that much. That building may hear his themes, his actual. I know. Album. Think about how much more awesome that makes the moment. Oh, absolutely. Oh, no. If they're having him on the show, they're they're having that song. Yeah, da, there's no doubt. Da, 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 da. I can't yeah. hum it, but you know It, it I mean. would be huge. Uh, yeah, no. He, he is the game changer. Look, like I said, it is, if you are a wrestling fan, and look, there are, see, I, I always make the comparison, I feel like with sports, there are, there are Yankee fans. I told you this with the Nets. There are Yankee fans and there are Met fans. And there are Met fans that are going to root for the Mets no matter what. And then there are Yankee fans that are going to root for the Yankees no matter what. And then there's a fan base that are going to root for whoever wins, whoever's good, whoever's cool, whatever the hip thing is. And I think that's the same thing with wrestling. There are fans that are going to go and go, well, WWE's the best. I'll never watch that. And they never will. And then there's a couple of people that are going to be like, Oh, what's this other thing? AEW. Oh, they they previewed it on you know uh, Nets Blazers game, uh, and I'll I'll check that out. And they're like, wow, this is really really good stuff, and I'm gonna watch this now. And this is like the hip company. Oh, Jericho's here. Oh, Pac's here. Or oh, CM Punk's here. Or whatever they got going on. And oh, Kenny Omega, he's really good. And that's the idea is to get them over and to provide the product. Well, I think the product will be excellent as far as in ring. I think the storylines are gonna be very good. But to your point, listen. WWE only gets a two point something. It'll be very interesting to see the ratings they are able to garner because a lot of these fans, they're going to have to get the lapsed hey, fan that else? doesn't watch anymore. That's going to be a real strong point you for know, them to uh, have to get. You know what else is a, is a slight problem? And I can only speak for myself how I am in the description that you had. I'm never going to just 
root for the WWE. It's not like Mets Yankees, but I'll always watch the WWE, even when it's crappy. Mm-hmm. When it's crappy, maybe I'll go through the DVR quicker. You know, maybe I won't sure. sit there focused as much. When the programming is good in the day of DVR, I'll watch it more intently. But I'll always keep abreast of the situation. I'll always have an idea of who the champion is. You know, uh, no matter how bad the WWE has been over the years, I always still have an idea of what's going on, even if I'm less into it than a- another year. Yeah. But I have enough room, I guess, to be into another company like WCW in the late 90s I ended up watching both, like most people. I was into the WCW product. Now, by 99, 2000, when it started to get stale and it sucked, sucked. I was out. Every Monday night was like the Super Bowl. Correct. I'll never Mm -hmm. be out on WWE because it's too ingrained ingrained. in my soul. Oh, absolutely. Look, like I have said, I was a WWF fan from the start. I was a Hulkamaniac. I will always watch the WWE. I I am critical. I try to be fair. I try to call spade a spade with them. Uh, but for me and I, and I, and for, um, I've just always been a fan of, of professional wrestling. I'm, I'm a huge fan of, uh, obviously I was a huge fan of WCW, ECW. I'm a huge fan of new Japan pro wrestling ring of honor. I love to watch all wrestling. I like to give all wrestling a chance. So for me, I love wrestling when wrestling is hot and people are into it. And I think that another element of what bringing, uh, having AEW around, which is going to be cool. And we've already seen it is Ooh, who's going there next or who's unhappy with the WWE. And I wonder who will show up. And I, now they got to be careful because you don't want to just bring in everybody like WCW did at times like TNA. I think you have to be like, pick your spots. I think Moxley was a very good signing. Obviously we know Sasha Banks has had her issues with the WWE. We haven't seen her in months. She would be a big name to bring over a couple of the guys here and there. Um, would be a very good idea, but it brings that intrigue. It gets people looking at the dirt sheets and reading the websites and who's going to jump and who's going to go there. It just makes wrestling exciting. And I do believe it'll just make wrestling exciting across the board. And I think people, that's what I really want to see. Nine million people used to watch wrestling on Monday nights. Where did they go? Where did they, they got to be somewhere. They grew up. They're so, yeah, but <laughs> that, that, come on. They could, they could come back. And even if those, that audience doesn't come back, what about all the people that are young right now, the video game crowd, I like to call them. Where are they? That's the crowd you really have to get because those are the guys, that, that's the new, the new audience, the new generation, the young kids. And I think with a younger, faster product, two-hour show too, I, they haven't announced that yet, but all signs point to a two-hour show. So it'll be a lot easier to, to digest. It doesn't sound like they're going to do a pay-per-view every month. And I think Less is more in this instance, and I, and I think the AEW. Listen, will it ever over? WWE is never going anywhere. They're 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 a gajillion dollar company. They're never going anywhere. But a nice, strong, solid competition will be great for wrestling fans, for wrestlers, for everybody. And 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 it's really, really an exciting time. And it's something for that I've been pining for for forever since yeah. WCW closed. Or since we thought TNA could be that competition yeah. and it yeah. didn't exactly work out Never that way. exactly right. Yeah, well, the Rays make the World Series every once in a while. No offense to the Rays. <laughs> but, no, but you know what I mean. You want that. You want the Only Red Sox. Want. You need the Red Sox. I you need a team it. that gives you competition year in, year out. We might beat you this year, but you know what? Next year you might beat us. And Hopefully that's, they're that's that. what you want. I'm rooting for them. Yep. I'm rooting for them. Thank you, Lugie. I you appreciate got it. it. All, the, all the love. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Evan Roberts Podcast.